uh, Xavier would start reading his mind. And I would hear <laughs> in his head, I do not care. <laughs> I do not shut up. Shut, shut up. up. I must need to stop talking. <laughs> Because it's time for another episode of Turtle Vision. Califungusterium. What? <laughs> <laughs> Cowabunga, did you do that? And welcome to another episode of Turtle Vision. I am your host, Rob, and joining with me, as always, on these Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles green screen episodes is my main man, my partner, Ninja Turtle Crime, Mr. Croconardo. How are you, buddy? Konnichiwa, Rob. How are you? I am muy bien. Oh, see, I threw a different language at you there. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I'll tell you, a month later, you know, and I'm already spicing things up. Maji sugoi. Maji sugoi. Oh, I- I'm sure that probably was something mean and sarcastic, but I'll take it. I don't really remember what it is. <laughs> I think it's good, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, guys, well, what? first of all, I-, I guess I should say, so sorry it's been so long since um, we've we've gotten a Turtle Vision episode out, or really, let's just be honest, any Ninja Turtle episode out. We've got a couple that are already in the works. Um, I, my my good buddy Zach and I, we did a Booyaka Tales episode, oh, about a month ago, based on Armageddon's prelude opening moves. So hopefully that'll be either out as you're listening to this, or shortly after this episode airs. Yeah, did a Retro Junkies episode in the late in late June, or excuse me, late July. You guys know us. Kirkland and I were both teachers, and it has been a beast of a month, man. What about you? Me? I'm I'm just so mi- I'm so mind blown by the month. I didn't even know you were talking about me or talking to me. <laughs> it's been, a, you know, I, I'll tell you. Every year, I forget how busy it is in August. It's still just August. Yeah. Somebody mm-hmm. just said today they felt like August was six months long. I was like, you know, it kind of does. It really, it really does. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you. I guess by the time you guys listen, this it might be early September, but as we're recording, it is August twenty sixth. Pretty late into the month, and um, yeah, busy times with with everybody back to school. I know sickness been going around and all the crazy stuff um, that we've had to do there. Um, but you know, I feel terrible, guys. I've really not done hardly anything Ninja Turtles in the last three four weeks because i've been so busy but i just missed talking turtles so much with with you my friend i was like we gotta we gotta do something soon so here we are and today we're actually going to be watching (laughs) an episode i've been hitting around at since episode (laughs) one fallen angel for from the first season of the 2003 fox box cartoon so i'm excited about that you know i think angel comes in next episode ah might be might be you know maybe (laughs) shortly after (laughs) the art of invisibility whatever (laughs) But yeah, we're super excited about that. We're going to be watching that in a minute. But um, but Kirkland, what you been up to Ninja Turtles lately? Have you listened to any good podcasts? Um, yeah, uh, Turtle Recall was. I listened to that the other day. Oh, since we've recorded, Mike Templeton from um, Power mm-hmm. Hour and Jason do a new segment now. Um, oh, so uh, yes, so their their episodes are quite a bit longer. Anna's still there, but like they just kind of do a new segment beforehand. And then the power hour, they're they're doing their thing. Uh, let's see. 
Wait, wait, Mike Templeton from Power Hour and Jason from yeah. Total Recall do yeah, something I, together? I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the other convention brothers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, wow. They do some- I Well, I, I coined that term, by the way, trademark. Convention Bros. Convention Bros. <laughs> just, just kidding. Uh, I think that I think that's Mike's voice. Um, oh, that's that's pretty cool. sure. That's cool. Crossover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty. Yeah, it's, it seems kind of like honestly, those two guys. That kind of seems like a natural pairing for for that, you know, because uh, they're both pretty on top of like toy releases and all that stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're they're both encyclopedias. Uh, you know, and I love. Sorry, this is a quick tangent, but I love podcast crossovers as a listener. Anytime I hear like two of my favorite shows and somehow they're connected and they do a crossover episode and the dynamic between the two hosts is really good. You're like, oh, this is amazing. feels just like yeah. a comic crossover. Yeah. It's kind of like when people come in and, or, you know, people sit down and they all watch Wish You a Turtle Christmas together. <laughs> it brings everybody together. <laughs> it's just epic. Yeah. It brings everybody together. Oh, uh, there was... Um, Probably a month back, there was some talks. Uh, a certain podcast mentioned that um, mentioned those people that when people asked him what the best Batman movie is, they say oh. "Mask of the Phantasm," and his reply was, "I don't think that's a real movie." Well, you know what? It was released in theaters. Granted, it was only in theaters for a day, but um, <laughs> but I just well, gotta well, say. Uh, go, I gotta go say, ahead, sorry. Yeah, this this is important. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I won't. I'm sorry, I won't cut you off. Sorry. Go okay, ahead. okay. This is. I just gotta say, y- your actions have been deemed ineffably irrevocable. Whoa, 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 whoa. battle okay. has been declared. A battle? I'm not. Not battle, battle has no. been declared. No, no. There will be no those. olive branch extended. Oh, Sean, I'm sorry. Vince Kevin said this. You got pulled oh, into this stop? battle with with him. Uh, obviously, World War II rules apply. Rob is going well, to be I, on my side. Don't you pull me into this. Rob, I'm not, Rob, no. Rob, please, Rob, don't cut me off. We are no, declaring no. war here. All right. Ninja Turtle nerds. You're going <laughs> to... I can't. Sorry. <laughs> this is good. I like this. Ninja Turtle nerds, your, all of your shows have been incredible since you've put them out, since you started doing season yeah. two. I really enjoyed them. It's true. I, I I did catch. I think I did catch the first comeback episode. I haven't gotten to listen to any podcast lately, um, but I definitely want to get caught up. I know TMNT Talk. They put out a uh, Chris put out a ton of podcasts since then. He's reviewed the most current IDW stuff with Opening Moves Part Two. I want to get caught up on that. I want to get caught up on Ninja Turtle Nerds Power Hour. Oh, so yeah. many podcasts. Yeah. yeah, they've they've done an, an ex. I mean. That's one of the, like, I don't listen to nearly as many podcasts now, but I always make sure I listen to that one. Like, when I go to the gym, I don't know why. I guess that's just because that's the day it falls on, usually. They've put out some really good ones. They're still on, like, obviously they're pre recorded, like they said, but they're still on uh, volume, is it volume two or volume three? Uh, it'd be volume two, I believe. It's the image yes, run. Yes, if it's still the gym. Oh, I think that's volume three. No. Sorry, it may be volume. Yeah, it's volume two because it's with the Baxter Stockman with the needles in his arms and he runs the oh, sewers. Oh yeah, and, yeah, Jim Lawson stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, they're going to be the image. They're going to the image. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of the other shows I've listened to. Still, uh, Ryan is putting out some really good shows. Uh, Snick Tunes and all that. Oh, Ryan's awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, RPG era. I don't know if you remember that that show that pl- they play the video game music. Um, mm-hmm. 
they they've been. Uh, the, he's had to get a uh, the Frank the uh, taco truck driver. I think that's. I think I think he's he's only on there every once in a while now, and, and I mean it's rare because he had other obligations or something. Uh, but like he's got like a uh, uh, but he's got a guy that comes on every other week and like he does it I think pretty near every week. But he's putting out really good pay- playlists of just stuff I've never heard before, and it's like man, I wish wish I had time to sit down and figure a lot of this stuff out, or just like mm-hmm. pretty pretty inspiring show there. And um, I can't think of I mean obviously Rob the shows that you're doing on you know with um, with Zach and and Retro Junkies I'm 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 missing Retro Junkies. <laughs> Um, Thanks, buddy. Let's see. Is that everybody on the network we got covered? Yeah. <laughs> um, that's everything on the network is Rob and Landon and Zach and myself and uh, nobody else that puts out anything else on the network. Everything else sucks. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, Lord. Sometimes, uh, you know, I, I always cringe. Like, no joke. Sin- since the day I started, you would think this would have changed by now. But anytime I edit. I hear me, and I'm like, oh, man. You would think after 13 years, some of my speaking quirks would have gone away by now. Nope, they haven't. <laughs> no, <laughs> I still no, no, say, no. I still say, uh, you know, and uh, <laughs> quite a bit. So Yeah, I know I know some people that say uh, a lot, too. Let's see. We're So all the good shows, let's just recap here. We got, mm-hmm. let's see, Turtle Vision, Turtle Tales, <laughs> Booyaka Tales. Retro junkies, <sighs> and then what, what? What was that interview with Pat Fraley? Was that a, was that a turtle turtle tales? Or then the, then the interview with Pat Fraley and Kevin Eastman? Those are all the good shows. Everything else that pops <laughs> up on this network sucks. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, yes. Okay, okay. So those mock shows. <laughs> I don't those, know what you're talking those about. Those hosers, those hosers that uh, you know they they took our time scepter and they've been toying around with movie classics. Nope. Don't know what you're talking about. Oh, None well, of that happened. Right. But if it did, it's- if it did, though, it would it would suck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, last thing I want to say, um, I just want to brag, which he doesn't need me to brag on him. Pat Fraley, man, the guy's a class yeah. act. I didn't. I don't know if I told. I think I kind of told you, Rob. But he, like, I just followed up with him to thank him for being on the interview, and I had forgotten all about like he that offer he made me about sending me the free lessons and stuff and. Man, he made it a point. He was like, listen, do this exercise, send it back to me. And he was so kind in the feedback oh, that man, he gave awesome. me. Yeah. I mean, the guy is just straight up class act, and he was like, reach out anytime, so on and so forth. And I mean, he bothered to email me, but like we had an exchange of like, I mean, it was like six emails over a couple of days. Like he responds to emails and he's, dude's, dude's top notch. Yes. Yes. And, and man, I, I completely echo what you're saying. Just how heartfelt that episode was. Just like the very first time we talked to him. But, you know, all these years later, it still felt uh, – and this one even felt even more special because we got into some life talk too. And I love I love learning a little bit more about the personal history of, of our guests, you know. And I think our conversation kind of steered that way. He was, And then afterwards – after the interview was over, he he we ended up talking for another 10, 15 minutes, and he's just so kind. Kind of just a regular guy. He said, Yeah, you can leave whatever you want in there, you can leave it all in there. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, I know he was like, I know you guys only got forty five minutes, but is it all right if we run over or something yeah, right, like that? Right. I was like, Are you <laughs> kidding like, me? Yeah. 
Like this guy, this guy. Yeah, I was like, are you kidding me? I, I was only doing the 45 minutes because I thought only he would want to talk for 45 yeah. minutes. So, it was so nice. But yeah, I, I completely agree with you, my friend. And that is so cool. And I'm so tickled to death. You kind of got to show show your talents, man. And, uh, and, and he no, was able no, to give you some professional advice. Which I, I know he's probably not listening. Well, obviously, I mean, you know, I'm on here. Why would he? No. Uh, he, <laughs> well, but I mean, you know, he's probably very busy, and I doubt that he listens to Turtle Tales every week. I mean, if he does, that's that's awesome. Uh, get on our Discord, man. But if, <laughs> if, if you know, whatever. If he, if he is listening, uh, thank you very much, Mister Fraley. Yeah, uh, Rob, he has become somewhat of a hero of mine as far because I got into looking into. I got into listening to a bunch of other podcasts he was on, and like he, from what they're saying, he apparently uh, holds like the world record for voices created. And just looking deeper into some of the history of stuff he's done, like he's just so versatile. And looking at some of the stuff on his websites, like he's the dudes. I mean, honestly, like looking at when you look at the list of the best voice actors ever, I think he's really underrated. Because, I mean, like, he, he really is, like, yeah. the guy that can get just about anything done, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I guess, like, he was talking about the, the one-voice Joes or the one-voice whoever, like, people, like, they, uh, like, a not a one-trick pony, but, like, mm-hmm. when I think of people like that, I think of, like, uh, H. John Benjamin, the guy that voices Bob on Bob's Burgers, like, and, and Archer. Mm-hmm. Like, every character he does sounds the same, but he's just it's just such a good voice, you know. Right. Um, but he's like, he's like the, the antithesis of that. Like he, he just has all these different voices, you know, and I, I think people <laughs> in today's trends, just the way that shows are going, these more distinct voices are, I guess they're just more recognizable, but man, he's like a chameleon. Yeah. And, yes. and to me, I appreciate that. That's just fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, like the, the, the fact that like he was in, um, Tailspin. Uh, you could have just named any random series and you probably would have been right. Right, exactly. <laughs> like his range for his character in Tailspin versus like he's the president in not I Monster, shoot. The I Am Legend. What a range that is just, you know, those two comparisons. Yeah. You know, not to mention the countless other shows he's been in. They none of the voices sound exactly the same. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I don't know how he does it, but uh, one thing that really gave me hope in that interview was I said, could somebody with like average talent just learn to become a versatile voice actor? And he said, absolutely. It's, it doesn't have to be this innate talent that you have. Um, it could be a skill set that you just have to work even harder at to learn. You um, know, something about that when he said that, and I didn't know how to say this without seeming like disrespectful, but thinking about it, I don't think this is disrespectful at all. I think, I think he's probably speaking from experience. Like, I think he probably sure. had to work his butt off to, but I mean, honestly, yeah. probably it's it's like one of the not that it was a weakness. Or, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't want to speak for him. But like, you know how it is. Like you, you when you're not as good at something as you as you want to be, or it's like a weak point. You work at it so hard that it really becomes your strong point. Something yes. about like his skill set. It just seems like he's had to work on that so hard that it just slingshotted him into where it's almost effortless now. Yeah, cause, I mean, because he's in his, like, 70s now, you know? So, he's been doing this for a long time. Wow, what a versatile guy. What a nice guy. So, dude, I, I'm right there with you, man. I, I I look back on that episode with, with, I can't believe it happened. 
<laughs> so there's been a couple episodes like, wow, I can't believe that happened. That was such a blessing to to be a part of that that experience. So um, that that's one of the my favorite things about podcasting is after the fact you go, wow, what a cool conversation that was. Uh, as as a fan of the series and then hearing their stories, getting to know them a little bit better, you you uh, I don't know, you, you just you can't help but smile when you hear something like that again. But yeah, so speaking of, um, you know, having a big old smile on our faces, I've got a big old smile on my face today because we have finally gotten to one of my, I remember <laughs> it being one of my favorite episodes, but maybe it's not. Maybe I just like this character. Uh, uh, but it's we're finally, like just, I'm sorry. Why should it be an average show at that best? <laughs> no, I hope that it's like just randomly named Fallen Angel and like <laughs> it's talking about something completely different. Yeah, Nano shows that, up. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> That junk happens to me all the time when I'm trying to show people episodes <laughs> of stuff. It's like, this ain't what I thought uh, it was. Hey, Matt, where are you going? Out to a movie. That okay with you? Yeah. Yeah, so this particular episode, this is episode 8 of the 2003 cartoon. It The original air date for it was March 29th, 2003. This was written by Marty Eisenberg, who wrote a big chunk of the first season and probably most of the series. Uh, supervising producer was Lloyd Goldfine. Producers were Gary Richardson, Richardson, excuse me, Frederick First, Al Kahn, Norman Grossfield, and Thomas Kenny, the uh, usual suspects here in season one. This one was the debut of the character Angel, and I think the 2003 series was the only the only um, debut of the character. It wasn't from, she wasn't based on any characters from the comic books or anything like that. This was a, a character created just for this TV series. However. Much, much later, IDW would take the character, kind of rewrite her a, a little bit, but yet she was still strongly tied to Casey Jones in the IDW comics. I loved what IDW did with Angel's character. And they even teased maybe a, a romantic thing in the IDW series. I can't quite remember off the top of my head. It, it felt that way at the time, but it never really went anywhere. But you can tell they're close and they had a pass together um, in the IDW run. So it's kind of neat to compare that with what we're going to see today in this first iteration of the character. As far as – gosh, it's been so long. As far as what I remember from the last episode, um, I know that – Things were invisible. There was a way about it too. Yeah. <laughs> there was a certain we way they were. Uh, we, we, they may have been robots and they may have been humans. We don't know. Yes, of course. I do. I do remember that Casey Jones. Remember, he that was the one where he was being really obnoxious, crashing the turtle air. Oh yes, yes. And the turtle's like, <laughs> uh, like, Casey, why don't you go? Uh, you know, go play in traffic. <laughs> Get the heck out of here, freak! <laughs> yeah, yeah, go play in traffic. <laughs> uh, so I do remember that, um, and I, of course, I remember that Saki uh, was not happy with the fact that the turtles had gotten that sword, um, the the Foot Clan sword. Uh, the, or no, the sort of Tengu, I think it was. So I'm doing a horrible job 
uh, summarizing it. So I'm just going to stop talking. <laughs> Let's go ahead and watch this episode. So those are the best summaries that happen on this network. Yes, as you can tell, as you can tell, we we probably should take more notes when we record. I have zero in front of me, <laughs> except for uh, Turtlepedia <laughs> right now. I apologize. Uh, but yeah, so this episode is on YouTube. All the 2003 series episodes are on there still to this day. I'm thankful for that. And you can follow along with us. We'll leave a link in the show notes. And Kirkland, I just put it in our studio, the link for it. Whenever you're ready, we'll do our countdown. All right. What okay. Are we counting to this time. I was thinking about 75. <laughs> Got even higher. All right. Uh, you know, I got to change it up. It's, it's for how many days I've been gone. <laughs> <laughs> So, guys, uh, yes, once again, if you want to follow along with us, we're going to be clicking play in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 75. and click. <laughs> I guess you could say Ooh, I'm that's loud. Oh, whatever, Casey Jones, you never had a bad hair day in your life. Right Look at those shoulders. Bad shoulders. He day. must work out. I have him to thank for my current full body makeover. There's Hun. His voice sounds really familiar. Not Huns, but Casey Jones. Yeah, he kind of sounds like Raph a little bit, the voice actor, but two different guys. Casey Jones is played by Mark Thompson. Say Mark Thompson? Yeah, Mark Thompson. All right, so this, this kind of reminds me of what's what was going on in the IDW run not too long ago with Casey Jones in the cage match or in the uh, boxing ring in Mutant Town. It was great. All right, so the Purple Dragons are up to no good. There's Angel. Oh gosh! Are we the starting juice. that crap again? Oh, I, oh I my gosh! I forgot about the juice, <laughs> dude. It's a, it's a throwback, man. Was that a, like a 2003 thing? That the was juice? the tails. I, I that, that was the tails. Oh, I, I got the juice. Yeah, remember, well, uh, scars, right? Yeah, I think so. Yes. How come I can't get no pain around here? <laughs> One more test. So Angel in this uh, series much younger, much younger than Casey. So it looks like this is her test run of stealing with the Purple Dragons. Ooh. Oh, I missed you guys. Sometimes I look at the turtles, I'm like, I missed you guys. <laughs> Oh, uh, I had some kids ask me the other day. They're like, "Miss Related, what's your favorite? What's your favorite turtle?" And and then uh, Michelangelo. Well, they were arguing with it because they were like, "I think it's the red one. I think it's the blue one. I think it's this and that." And like, the smartest kid I've ever taught, ever, probably smartest I ever will teach. She's a genius. She she was like, "I'm pretty sure it's the red one." And she was like, "Say the red one." And I was like, well, technically they all had red bandanas. And then the other girl was like, oh, so you were right either way. <laughs> right once again, kid. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, right oh, right into Casey. Oh, I know why this guy sounds so familiar. Why is that? He was on Yu-Gi-Oh as well. 
Oh! But he's not the role you'd think he was. It's me, Casey. Okay. I thought he sounded like Joey from uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh yeah, Joey, Joey Wheeler. You big paloka. <laughs> Brooklyn Rage. Yeah. Uh, he he actually voiced Duke Devlin. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Didn't um, Sinner Nicholas? Wasn't he in Yu-Gi-Oh too? Uh, the guy who plays know. Michelangelo. Probably, because these are all WB or kids yes. WB. Yeah, so that makes total sense. You know, you know what this reminds me of? This exchange between Little Angel and uh, Casey. Do you remember the uh, the first Rocky movie where Rocky's kind of talked to uh, the the girls kind of hanging around with the gang in Philly in the middle of the night? The original Rocky or the yes, or the Rocky Balboa? The original. Okay. The the original. Although that character returns in Rocky Balboa, the uh, yeah. the girl. She's all yeah, because she's older, and that's kind of yes. like the uh, the halfway romance interest. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. She's like, screw you, creepo. <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, who you do good advice, creepo? That's uh. <laughs> you can tune a <laughs> piano, but you can't tune a fish. <laughs> yeah, that's. If you want to spell like a jungle rat. <laughs> I mean, cat. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Gosh, I mean, this really cat. does remind you of Rocky. And that guy looks like the blob from X Men Evolution, doesn't he? He does. God, it kind of reminds me like of um, that. Uh... That guy looks like Blanca from Street Fighter. Yeah, he needs to get something done about his skin. He's been eating too many. <laughs> I don't know. He needs to eat some more carrots. Get some color to his skin. I don't know. Um, <laughs> this kind of reminds me of that uh, DC put out a movie in 2020. It's the one where they go fight Darkseid and like stuff happens and a lot of them are not there anymore. I'm not going to say why, but um, Lois Lane ends up having to box Harley Quinn in, her, in a like for I don't know if it's for leadership of the Suicide Squad or what, but this whole way, this whole scene oh, wow. kind of yeah it kind of this never happened though. So one one of the guys looked like Cyclops. So there's another X Men comparison. Probably recycled asset. <laughs> Even though I don't think they did shows oh. like that way. Picked him up by his head. Think I don't know that's you under that mask, Jones. I got eyes and ears Oof. over this town. Either that or he's the only weirdo that runs around with a baseball bat and a hockey mask. <laughs> oh, right off the ropes. Yeah, right into the bat. Should have went for mm -hmm. the groin. <laughs> football in the groin. Yeah, ball back to the groin. <laughs> There's Cyclops. Give him, give him the award. He does look like Cyclops, dude. Yeah, he's, getting, he's even got the middle part. He's got like that, yeah, like them glasses, the ruby glasses and everything. Open them portals. <laughs> <laughs> Could 
Could you imagine 2003 Splinter and Charles Xavier both being kind of sarcastic with their, <laughs> <laughs> their mutant kids, students? Oh, jeez. Having tea together. You believe these idiots? Sweet. Ow. Don't touch. These are highly sophisticated sensors. When they so I can't remember. Signal, they'll safely guide the shell to the signal's point of origin. <sighs> oh, okay. And this is the uh, Xavier would start reading his mind. It's not finished yet. <laughs> is in his head. I do not care. <laughs> I do not shut up. Shut, shut up. I was there to stop talking. He, they I cannot give watch. me to Magneto care. I don't care about this Magneto. <laughs> oh, I just want to watch my show. Oh, there's a shell razor. Oh crap, I thought that was you. A true testament to your incredible mechanical skills. And I never want to see it in our home again. So Casey's been strung up by Hun from the uh, from the Purple Dragons. He's about to get all get the revolver ocelot treatment. Yeah, oh yeah. One of you dragging clowns is behind bars. Metal Gear. You know, we've we've referenced Simpsons and Metal Gear Solid quite a bit. And and Resident Evil. Yeah. We need to weave that in everything. Ooh, so okay, so there's there's a cool little history there that Hun burned down his his father's store, is that what he said? Was that not in uh, one of the uh, previous episodes? I don't know. I don't remember that. It was one of them ones, and I'm not... <laughs> Never mind. It's <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> no, it. I, I think it was the first time that you said, I think Angel's in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't really narrow it down. <laughs> <laughs> they were going through like, the, the park, though. And I think Raph was riding a motorcycle. Oh, okay, gotcha. You know, oh, Angel was supposed to be in it. She was, she was. They cut her out. I remember. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be on the Paramount Plus version. I promise. Child labor laws, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the deleted scenes on Paramount Plus. Every yes. Oh, did, did you notice that? The corner of Eastman East Laird? Laird? Yes. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, I always, I, you know what? Speaking of the two, and I know this is a tired conversation, but it still fascinates me: is is what happened between Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, and will they ever, will they ever create together again? You know, I just did you watch the uh, toys that created us? Were they yes, talking about the Ninja Turtles? Yes. Toys? They, so they and they seem kind of had a, you know, they kind of had a. At we least can actually look like yeah. I, would just I don't know. I mean, I, I guess together. that would be like, you know, maybe one day we'll create something huge, and yeah. we need to decide right now which one of us is buying the tank. <laughs> Kevin East is like, oh, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, you know, let's just say you and I create a smash hit. Are you buying the tank or am I buying the tank? <laughs> uh, I, you know, I think. Oh man, I, I don't know. I think I got more room at the house here, but 
I don't yeah, want more crap I think in the you yard. The tank. I don't want it though. <laughs> it just gets All stuck in the costumes. Mud. It reminds me of the the original cartoon. They had the crazy costumes of the first season. They look like they're about to go lose knows. a rat battle against Eminem. <laughs> There's a whole lot of Cyclops in this one. It's like we walked into an ugly convention. Hey, then you must feel right at home, Mike. Oh, Raph. You guys, I'm trying to blend here. I wish they made face of these guys. No, they they actually kind of remind me of Boys to Men. You really want to look like a purple <laughs> The way they're, saying, the way they're all dressed. <laughs> You know, that could be, a, that's the IDW version in a nutshell, right? Because they were human boys, they turned to turtles. Boys to turtles. Yeah. Alright, so the turtles are actually coming in here too. Even though tadpoles aren't turtles, but, you know. We need, we need something smaller. We'd say tadpoles. So we gotta we got make it PG, so we gotta think of the, the big hits. Instead of, I'll make love to you, it could be... I'll buy a dove for you. It's a song about soap and, and hygiene. That's pretty good. Alright, so the turtles, they're coming in and nobody has called them out as they're trying to rescue poor Casey Jones, who's been strung upside down in the cell. There's the blob. Kind of looks like something off of Double Dragon, too, that animated series. Yes, I can see that. How are we going to get him down from there? I know how to get to the catwalk. Go with her. She, she's the voice of Mokuba on Yu-Gi-Oh. Is she? Kaiba's little brother. You can just tell, dude. Ah. Uh. Well, see, I, I She not... or he, I don't know who, you know, I don't know who's voicing her, but it's the same voice. Well, I, I'm ashamed to admit, I've not watched the whole series. I've, I've only probably seen most of the first season. It's okay. Season. It's okay. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, I hope I don't. I won't upset anybody, but you're probably not missing all that much. Yeah, the game, the game's cool. Chris Beth and I, we, we played some of the card game, but uh, it's been a while. We, we got the uh, legacy, the legacy card game for the Switch, and that's kind of taught us how to play. So that's been fun. Mm. All right, so now the turtles are showing up. When the series is so overblown that, like, you have to kick a chair at somebody and then jump out the window, escape from them just from pointing a finger at you. <laughs> which does happen in the series. Uh, maybe that's because it's the American version and it's censored, but... Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's just over-the-top crap. Charles are making short work short work of these guys. <laughs> oh, that that reminds me of the 1990 movie where Leonardo's like, "Don't knock them all out." Oh, they're dead. Uh, oh yeah, oh, that's it. They're not gonna Most be in episode nine. Shot, yeah, he, he did. They're gone. Whoa! They're not gonna be in Rising Angel. <laughs> they're not gonna be what? They're not going to be in Rising Angel. No. Oh, very nice. A risen Angel. I'm sorry. Hey, what are friends for? 
You know, I don't know why they call this Fallen Angel. Was it just for the... I don't know. The cool title? Or did something happen to her in this? They're about to knock her off that platform. That's what I was wondering. I was like, is she going to fall sometime? Foreshadowing. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> they the get, they give this hat back, he cries. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yes. It's my Jose Canseco. All right, Leo's looking smooth as he battles this guy. He's doing the, who, which turtle is that doing the George Foreman there? That would be rap. Fighting like Frankenstein, knocking people out by swatting them. Wait, wait a minute. They toitles? Hey there, that's a bunch of frogs. <laughs> Karate frog creatures. Ah, oh, here comes Hun. Pulling a cane. Yeah, that girl, I was about to say it, dude. <laughs> it's crazy how when that happens, it hits your brain just like that, you know? It sure does. It's, it's I like, mean, yeah, I still remember when he... Did. Was, that, was that Hell in the Cell with uh, Undertaker? Yep. Oh, uh, my goodness. Stone Cold was there, wasn't he? Probably. Was it, was it um, St. Valentine's Day Massacre? Was that it? I cannot remember. I just when remember him was ripping the Vince McMahon. Oh, I don't know. I see. I thought that was later. I'm not shoot. I don't remember. Probably was. Yeah. I mean, that probably was later. Yeah. Hmm. Of the crowd just slowly shaking their fist. <laughs> oh, she's dead. He might live. Ooh. When you're that big, you can afford to stand there and just get hit in the gut. <laughs> and watch him. Oh. Probably can't afford that, though. No. Uh, maybe so. I don't know. So, Han knows that the turtles. Or that Saki wants the turtles, so I wonder why he's trying to hurt them so much. Instead of just trying to well, catch them. He only them wants them for the turtle soup, so he's tenderizing them. Oh, makes sense. Jeez, good lord. Oh, no. He pulled a super shredder. <laughs> oh, no, he's he still alive. He pulled a Kevin Nash. Kevin, Kevin Nash. He blew his quads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would... So laugh at that's how this just ended. His quads just blew out. It's like you the most know anticlimactic ending. The, the, yes, this is the wrestling episode. Take us out of here, Donnie. I have just what the doctor ordered. All right, so Dante's got his contraption, and here comes the shell razor. Stone Cold driving it. Yes. Or maybe it's Kurt Angle in the milk truck. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of looks like. This one's for my dad. So did his, did Casey's dad die? I cannot remember. I think so. I uh, must have. Thanks. I like this. Casey was there for Angel earlier. Angel's there for him this time. I like that. 
Kind of harkens to the IDW stuff. I guess the IDW stuff kind of harkens to this. Excuse me. Ah, time travel's one heck of a thing, man. <laughs> I know! Especially since those interns mess with things. Look, I'm sorry I brought them up. I know it's a sore spot. I, you know, look, I want to brag on our interns. Like, they did a pretty good job with that script. Like, it's been really good. <laughs> Have you heard it? Well, I, heard I, what? Our feed! It, they, 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 Clue was released not too long. I listened to it. It was great! Oh, they they didn't ruin it. No, it, it was... I liked it. Just don't I tell them that, because I don't want them to get an ego. Hope they don't hear us. Pops told me they're, uh... That ended quick. <laughs> well, forget about uh, exit not... music. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, that this that week's was... budget's blown. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we, I know we, we wasted we... it all on copyright on uh, Cyclops. Apparently, right? Yeah, and and the Blob and and some others. Uh, yeah. So so um, yeah, I'll get my thoughts out of the way real quick with this one. I I really really enjoy the dynamic that Angel and Casey have. You know, it's almost like a big brother little sister dynamic where. There's a contrast in the IDW series where they're both the kind of the same age, and you get the feel that they're almost like brother and sister, um, but close to the same age um, that they grew up together. Uh, but I like how Casey has a moment of vulnerability in this particular episode, and Angel kind of comes in to, to save and talk sense into him, where he did that for her earlier in the in the episode. So, really like that dynamic. You see Angel uh, quite a bit more in the series, and I, I've really fallen in love with the character over time. So, this was a great kind of setup for a brand new character that just goes to show you, like, the IDW, excuse me, the 2003 series, not only did they do a great job of uh, paying tribute to the comic books uh, from the early Mirage days, but they also in included a ton of new characters and stories. Yeah, this this is certainly one of them. So, really enjoyed it. Fight scenes were great. Love the wrestling references. And yeah, man, what did you think? I just enjoyed it overall. I mean, it's just... Mm -hmm. I mean, you pretty much covered it all, but like, there's just... You know, it's not like a... To me, it's not like a... Mind-blowing, you know... <laughs> some major revelatory episode or groundbreaking or anything, but it just does everything really well. And it's just fun to yes. watch. I mean, that's, that's, and, and honestly, I don't think it, it doesn't need to be, you know, this is, it's kind of like that. I think it's that middle line between like an, an actual arc episode and like a filler episode. Yes. So it's, it's yes. like, it's like one of those, and it may not be a filler episode, but like, it, it kind of feels like one, but it feels like a really good one. That makes sense. Yes, compared to the one we're about to watch, Garbage Man. Now I remember this one. Uh, and oh, is that one nothing but garbage, nothing but trash? <laughs> well, comparatively speaking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely the next one felt like a filler episode at the time. Maybe with fresh eyes, I might think of it a little differently. But uh, yeah, I don't remember looking finally on episode nine. But that that is the next one on the menu. And speaking of you know things on the menu, um, Kirkland and I have discussed this. We uh, we might take the scepter out and we might go back in time and maybe cover an era episode soon, and um, you know do some things that way. We haven't really decided exactly what we what we're going to do next, but we do know um, that there's a couple of Booyaka Tales episodes that are uh, going to be out soon. 
The IDW issue 131, uh, that review should be out soon, as, as well as uh, the opening moves issue 1 and hopefully op- opening moves issue 2. Now, which feeds they're going to be on, whether it's the Turtles Forever feed or the uh, Booyaka Show feed, I don't know yet. But I will make sure I have an answer for you in our show notes. <laughs> so once I actually go back and check what the order is supposed to be. Um, but yeah, got some cool things coming up uh, down the pike. It's so glad to be back talking turtles with you again, Kirkland. It's been too long. And um, what type of pizza are we going to have to close out another Totally Tubular episode of Turtle Vision, my friend? Oh, man. I, I don't know. Um, I, threw, I put you on the spot. It's been so long. I know, man. It's pizza. <laughs> What's pizza? Good night. Uh, uh, watermelon and garlic pizza. Oh, ah. Uh, you know, sweet. You, you know, pineapple. Uh, that, I just said the first two things that came to mind. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you want to ever check out our, our Discord server, I'll leave a link in the show notes. We'd love to connect with you there. we got a lot of really, really great people on the, that server, friends of the show, and um, – and even a, a, a very special creator uh, on our Discord. So uh, we would love for you to join us, and we'd love to talk turtles with you there. Uh, so I'll send an invite in our show notes. Um, you can also follow me at TurtlePodRob, or follow us at TurtlePodRob. I'm going to probably get that changed, by the way, because it's, it's a two-man show. And you can also send us an email at TurtlesForeverPodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Or give us a call on our TurtleCom hotline. We haven't received a phone call in a little while. I love hearing from those and throwing out the gauntlet. If anyone leaves a, a voicemail between now and the next episode, I'll put you in a drawing for a free turtle toy. I'll just throw one of my turtles in a for box a for you. smile. Oh, an actual toy. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We'll say for a smile. We'll smile at you. <laughs> yeah. We'll say thank you on the show. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. On behalf of Kirk Leonardo and myself, Here's uh, to hope you enjoy your friends, enjoy your family, enjoy a mega slice of watermelon and garlic pizza. Cowabunga! See ya. Yeah, that sounded gross. Dude, this is the first podcast I've done in a month. Uh, this feels not wonderful. Me. Well, well, I, mean, I guess technically not me. I've, I've got two shows in the can, dude. <laughs> I know, and you've already put what two or three out. I've not listened to anything. Like, I, oh, all, all the clues are out, but I've got two more, like two of my season two out. Don't you have awesome. uh, shows with uh, Zach or somebody or uh, Landon? Yes, yes, I actually have two already in the can too. Like, I've got. A Retro Junkie show that we did in late July that I still have even edited. And right around the same time, I did an episode with Zach about uh, Armageddon, uh, the preview, yeah. issue one. And issue two's already out now. And issue 131's already out now. And I, I haven't done, like I said, I've not done a single podcast in over a month. <laughs> hey, oh well, you know. <laughs> Amen, like, man. You know, it's like, what, 100 people listen? It's like, I don't yeah. think the world's going to end because, you know. No, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that's the bottom line. You know, I've learned that over the years. Nobody cares. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm going to hold off on putting anything. I'm going to let you get those two shows out. I think before I put out anymore. Okay, man. Sure, um, sure. I may send you one just to listen to. 
um, just to tell me if you think it needs anything. Okay, cool. But, yeah, I'd love uh, to. I'm, I'm going to try to get some ahead. Like mm-hmm. I, it, It's getting to the point again where I'm getting a lot of ideas, but I'm not getting like ideas that can be in the same episode. If yeah. you know, I, like I'm not getting a whole episode of ideas. I'm just getting ideas for the end segment. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm getting a bunch of end segments, or I'm, get, you know, I'm getting a bunch of, you know, mid segments or something, but nothing that can yeah. fit together. So I need, I need like some, and just getting them recorded now with school started is. I know, I know, it's tough. It's tough to find time to do anything. Getting that last one mixed, dude. Mm-hmm. I had to keep deleting crap off my hard drive because I just kept running out of memory. Oh yeah, yeah. When you're mixing files uh, and you save it like as a project, at least on Audacity, I'm not sure what. You use it's again, the same. Like, it, it's the okay. same. It's just I've got so many songs too that aren't mixed. Cause it man, it takes mm-hmm. like a month to mix a song. And oh, and I when I put them on my external hard drive, I forget I have them. I've got so many songs that I need to go back and like either add vocals <laughs> or just mix it or. <laughs> but by the time oh, that's awesome though. Yeah, by the time I get around to it though, I've already got something new recorded, and I'm like, this I want to put this on an episode because I can make a joke around it. Yeah, well, that's a good problem to have, too. Like, I I can relate to that because I've been kind of juggling between a couple of projects uh, in the morning. That's all I've had time for. Like, I get up probably about 3.30, I do my prayers about 4, and then I do a little bit of writing, just just a half hour um, from 4 to 4.30, 4.45, and I wake up the wife. Basically, I'm at school at 6, and that's when I do all my planning. Thank goodness I get there early, but going back to the writing, it's cool because... I, I've been in the mood for a little bit to do that comic script. I finished that, the, the more kind of heavy story one. I finished that in the beginning of summer. I put that down, then Chris Beth and I started brainstorming like a children's book series. So I've been writing a little bit of that in the mornings. And then uh, uh, Landon and I have been kind of brainstorming a little bit on the Retro Junkies and some, some other things. So it's like, I put this one down for a little bit and I picked this one up. And it's It's been good. I didn't realize that works for me. Like, instead of trying to make it work with the one I've got right in front of me, if I'm not mm-hmm. feeling it, I just pick up another one. And that just seems to break me out of the writer's block. Yeah. Uh, didn't know that's like, a year ago. <laughs> that, that that works for me, so. I've Better late known, than ever. I've known that about me for a while, um, as far as, like, just creating. I mean, I, you know, I don't create anything but audio stuff. But, um, I, I, I still resist that <laughs> so much. Because mm-hmm. I, I just can't stand the... I can't. I don't know. I just can't stand it. Like can't I can't stand, stand. I can't stand leaving something alone and not and having it not been one because of the hard oh, drive. Yeah. But but two, just it's like I know. Like like right now, I don't know if it's because like I have a gout flare up or if I've just played oh. my banjo too much. My middle finger is so swollen. I don't know if it's because I have a bad attack angle with the pick. I mean, it, it's what sounds the best, but mm. it's like at an angle. It's like at a sideways angle. So I'm thinking it might be causing wear and tear on that tendon. But I can't stand not playing it because there's that always that fear, even though it's like, dude, you put it down for 10 years and now you're back and you're probably better than you've ever been. At least as far as recording, mm-hmm. you know, um, maybe not live, but as far as recording, better than, probably better than I've ever been as far as, far as versatility. Um, but just that fear of, well, if I let it go for a day, what if I come back and it's all magically gone? You ever, I mean, you, you, yeah. you know what? I, like, it's like that with skills, and it's and it's weird because when you mm-hmm. let them rest, you actually get better at them. There's initial the way that the brain works. There's an 
it only takes minute amounts of practice to actually keep the skill um, once you've got it. Hmm. But mm -hmm. and, and usually letting it rest for a little while, you have like an acute dip in performance, but it allows for like a higher ceiling, if that makes any oh, sense. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. Yeah, but I, I just... Human nature, man. I got to fight. And it's like every day, it's like, oh, I got to play my banjo. Got to play the guitar. Mm -hmm. Can't skip that because if I do, everything's gone forever. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I, I I think we're wired the same way there, man, because I, I, I do the same thing. Uh, but it's funny, too. I can kind of relate to what you're saying about putting it down for a little bit and then just picking it right back up. Um, that was me for guitar. Like, there was a point in time, especially... Uh, when I first got sober, that I put the guitar down because, like, I always paired mentally drinking mm -hmm. with playing guitar. Yeah. So as soon as I'd start strumming, I would just immediately like almost <laughs> salivate at the drink. Yeah, like, it's yeah. Some kind yeah. of dog dog that's been trained, but but so I put it down for like a year, maybe even longer, and then I finally started picking it up again uh, and playing. And it's like I didn't really miss a beat. I was never really great, but I hadn't lost anything. I I felt yeah. like. And then I started playing a little bit more frequently. I started getting those calluses back. I started getting a little bit better better rhythm. You're right. It's like it was like a little acute decrease at the beginning when I'm coming back to it. But then, buddy, it just seemed like it picked right back up. Um, yeah. I mean, part of it is you, you get to a point where it's almost like, I mean, you knew me the whole time you were in Huntsville. I was mm -hmm. like, I'll never play an instrument again, ever. I just don't want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I have no desire to. It, it doesn't bring me anything but anguish, because because I was wanting to compete with everybody else. Period. That's that's mm -hmm. all I cared about, and it wasn't actually about. It wasn't. It, I mean, we we were doing a kind of a Bible study in Ecclesiastes right now. Well, mm -hmm. it wasn't. It's we are doing Ecclesiastes, but this was a different. It was actually the letter to Corinth, uh, Paul's letter to Corinth about ego. Uh, yeah. Stop the boasting. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. Robbie brought a video in, and it's about uh, ego. Even thinking badly of yourself is is an ego because you're thinking of yourself. Exactly. Yep. But it, and, and I'm not past. I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm really past that point. But mm -hmm. there's there's part of it where the guy mentions at the end, people that some people that start to move beyond this, they look at things. They they don't care that other people are better than them. They celebrate that 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 has been achieved. And he wasn't mm -hmm. talking about music. He was talking about like sports or something, or right. Or, uh, but just that—that's the thing now. It's just enjoyment of the actual creation. No matter mm -hmm. who's creating it, just hey, man, you did that. Great job. Yeah. That, that lets me know that maybe one day I can do that, or that gives me an idea instead of crap. They did that. Now I got to go and right. <laughs> and jokingly, I'll still say that. You know, now I got to go and learn this. You know, two hundred and ten yeah. beats per minute. But you know, honestly, it's like. Part of that, when you let it down, it's like you just stop caring. You're like, I don't care. Yes. I, I don't care if I sound like crap. Which now, I, I mean, once again, I, I, I do kind of now. But like, you you get to a point where you don't care at all, and it's just like, I guess I'll pick it up to pass the time. I don't know why I'm picking this up, but you pick it up, and it's like, hey, this is kind of fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you still don't care though, because you're like, I'll probably never be as good as I am, or you know, I you know, it's like I don't see what the big deal was when I quit a week ago it's like man i don't know why i was so obsessed over this but then that starts to come back and you hit like a medium where like your skill picks up enough to where you you want to get better you know and you're interested in what you're playing but you're not so caught up on being everything just oh i've got to i've got to play this exact 
I've, yeah. Yes, I've, well, I've got to play this exact form that I played. I, I have to repeat what I did the other day. Uh-huh. And, and now it's a complete... That's, that's, that's what I'm trying to say is if I play these sweeping patterns at, you know, 170 beats per minute in uh, hex tuplets or whatever, sex tuplets, whatever you want to call them, uh, sixes, you know, mm-hmm. double triplets, whatever, double time triplets, I've got to do that same exact thing today because if I don't, I'm not as good as I was. Mm-hmm. Which I mm-hmm. don't think that's true because those are just tools to create. And now it's right. like you stop. You just maybe you want like an eighty percent baseline, and it's like you know what? If I can't hit those today, that's okay because honestly, they're not going to go into a song anyway. I mean, people that mm-hmm. do that, they just do it just to. You, you don't ever. It's not musical. You know, it, it's really more of a wall of sound. And like, yeah, that goes into it. But when you make that wall of sound, nobody's paying attention to. Hey, is every subdivision of six right on the... They can't even keep that time in their head, you know? Mm-hmm. And it sounds better when things are a little bit wobbly anyway. If anybody's evidence of that, it's uh, John Frusciani. You know, he'll, mm-hmm. you, you learn something right on the beat, but he intentionally plays... Maybe not even intentionally plays off the beat. He just enjoys the fact that not everything is picture perfect, you know? Yeah. And oh, that's man. the thing. Coming to terms with that and realizing that, man, that's more artful than... You know, playing like a machine. I mean, yeah. that's the goal when you practice. But, but if you, we get so caught up in being so repetitive, you know, if, if I wanted to play like a machine, I'd, I'd just put a drum machine on, or something. You know, and it's like you practice it to get it as perfect as you can. But then, when you record it, you want it to be just a little bit sloppy. If if that makes at least I do. I mean, yeah. that's that's that to me. That's what being human is. You know. Yes. And, yes. and 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 I guess I never came to terms with that. It was always just competition, competition, competition. You play that banjo that fast, I'm going to play it ten beats mm-hmm. per minute faster. <laughs> and it, and now it's just like, honestly, playing fast is not fun. It's it, it, it's it's not hard, but it, it, it kind of sucks. It's just like mm-hmm. it sounds stupid. It's like how are you going to fit triplets and how are you going to fit all these sub pulses in there? You know? Right. Right. I actually I completely understand what you're saying. I get that. And I think you and I are very similar in we would have like almost like this negative sense of self and how that is selfish in its own way. Because once again, all we're kind of doing is being consumed in self. And yeah, kind of going back to the perfectionist, I equate how you felt about music sometimes to how I thought about being in the classroom. When I started to get some success in the classroom and started building relationships, it was almost addictive, right, for me, because it was like, wow, you know, this feels really good to be loved by the kids. So when I had an off day, or if I, um, I guess long story short, I was putting so much pressure on myself to be the best because it felt so good to get that validation mm-hmm. from the kids. I understand um, what, that, yeah. Yeah, sure. And and then and then when I wouldn't get that, what's wrong with me? What, what am yeah. I doing? Yeah, like... Well, I was I seemed a lot more popular with the kids last year, so I must have lost something this year. And then and then say and this is really embarrassing, but say somebody else comes in that is is fresh off of college and they are just owning it in the class, like they're just yeah. doing incredible. Then I get really insecure, right? Like, well, dang, I wish I was that good when I when I first got out of college, and I caught myself being so insecure and prideful at the same time, which is. Yeah. Kind of ironic. I'm about three years behind you, man. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm no. <laughs> kind of go, going through that. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying, man. Honestly, I didn't even know how selfish I was 
until I was forced to look at it. When I had to do the steps with my sponsor, uh-huh. and I had to tell him like the really embarrassing stuff like that, he kind of helped me talk through that a little bit. But long story short, and it's taken time, I, I, it's just kind of going back to what you were saying. Like You get to that point where there's a, there's a new guy that, that came in this year that is he's phenomenal. He's an incredible teacher, and he's probably going to be top guy that the kids love in the school. And now, like four or five years ago, that would have threatened me. I want to be the guy. I feel so good to be the guy. I want to be him. Now yeah, King, I'm more... King of the Hill has to step off for a year every once in a while, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I I'm mean, letting, Sean, I'm, I'm letting... Sean Michaels left for a few years, you know. He came back. <laughs> Uh, no, but but all joking aside, like now, yeah, man, good for you. Yeah, it, it is so exhausting to try to be the best. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really give you happiness because when you get that pat on the back, all it does is for me, just make me crave it more. It's temporary. So for yeah. me, it's just like, man, that's awesome. Good for you. What you know? Then then I think to myself, what does he do well that I could kind of put my own spin on for my personality? Rather be but, inspired than threatened. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and kind of to bring that back to what you were saying, it's like you can listen to musicians and, and they do that. You you see something that they, they do that's like, oh, wow, that that is amazing that that was done. And I'm, I wasn't the one who did that. They were. But that inspires me to try to do something creative over here, you know? Yeah. I mean, my my, my, my buddy Jordan, he, uh, he put it very nicely when we were driving back from getting my guitar we were coming back from Oak Ridge and he's like you know that Guthrie Govan guy on, on YouTube and I was like yeah I know him and I don't know if you know this dude Rob but he's like unreal like he's like he's the end I mean like he's the, he's like when it comes to guitar he's he's I mean he's it you know and, and like he's like so this kind of like and Jordan's like the best I know period I mean like he's been professional he's He's very, very good. He didn't play for six months, and he was just smoking me when I first started back. Like, I, or not when I first. I probably had a month's head start on. It was like, yeah, I haven't played in six years. It was just, you know. Just, and, and I was like, man, that's kind of discouraging. But at the same time, it kind of drove me to. Uh, yeah. It wasn't. I wasn't competing with him. I just said, I want to be good enough to play with him. And and we still yeah. play completely different stuff. But like, we're collaborating though. So it's uh, like acoustically, like I, I can play the banjo to match his guitar playing. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Um, he said, he's like, sometimes I watch him and it's just like, yep, yeah, you, you did it all there. You ain't got to play anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, that's kind of right. what it's like. It's like, there's always somebody that's going to be like technically. Yes. That's, that, that's not what our, I mean, dude, Billy Corgan, perfect example of that man, the dude honestly, technically is a singer. I mean, he's a good singer. Don't get me wrong, but like, he's not blessed with the best voice at all, but the guy knows how to make a song around it. And he knows how to fit it. And I mean, if it was in another context, it'd probably sound like a really ugly voice. But dude, then the guy knows how to fit it against the back, against the context of, of a lot of other things, you know. And I think right. that's what I mean. It, it really is just about knowing how to use your tools, as opposed to just having all the tools. Yeah, it's almost like you're steering that skid for your own freedom. You know, it's like, yeah. you know what? Screw it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's like you know, I I can't. I'll, like you just said a minute, there's always going to be somebody better. Just when you think you're great, it's like God, God will put somebody else to kind of humble you. Like, well, no, no. <laughs> yeah, just, and I don't know. You know, kind of prime example of that, 
uh, Pat Fraley, dude. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Played mostly supporting characters. You know, the guy, I'm pretty sure he has the world record for voices created. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, because I've been listening to a few podcasts with him on it, and uh, a couple of them have brought that up. And he's like, I don't oh, know, man. you know, but... but he doesn't yeah, seem like I mean, he cares either. <laughs> exactly, dude, exactly, you know? Yeah.